not another commercial. The kid used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down so it was trained and then watch the hair come back up again. They'd look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. And I love kids jumping on my lap. That's the new President Trump Pence commercial. Have you ever, ever seen anything like that in your life? Have you ever? He is not playing. He is. It's going to be. It, it's going to be a bloodbath, really. And anybody who's got half a mind is going to say this guy is no bueno. We can't have him. And you know, this came out just after Obama. You know, signed on, said he supports him. Blah blah blah. And I'm telling you, it's going to reveal the dirty, all of it. Yeah. So hey, guys. I'm Melissa. I'm Red Pill the World. We're going to have so much fun today. I have so much good stuff to tell you guys. Um, we're going to talk about, uh, I'm going to give you an update on the gold. I'm going to, we're going to talk about, uh, did you guys know really what Mel Gibson got in trouble for saying why they hated him in Hollywood? This man stood up when no one else would. And he, thankfully he had enough money that he could do, he could go solo, go on his own. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to show you that as well as have you ever heard of Balaam? like Baal, Balaam. Uh, he was a false teacher and uh, sounds very familiar. All these stories, I'm like, oh my goodness, I haven't even told you guys that story. Um, in case you guys don't know that story, that's tucked away in Judges and no numbers. Anyway, it's going to be something. This is biblical. This is biblical because this is the same stuff they've been doing for thousands of years, these creeps, right? And we know it now. Oh, check out what else President Trump said. He was not playing in the most recent press briefings. He is coming out with guns blazing. I mean, of course, the thing is, if someone's nice, he's very happy and very, 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 very polite. And he's always polite, but he he does he doesn't pull any punches. Oh my goodness, it's it's quite something to watch. And they're so they're going after him to try to trip him up, and he's just like knocking them everyone out of the park. He's like he's batting a thousand. It's just the most incredible thing to watch. We're so accustomed to him knocking them all out of the park. We just take it absolutely for granted. But these people he was talking about, he, he uh, started really pulling it, pulling it all out when, uh, when, when um, they talked about Flynn and then he's like, Nope, I'm not going to, I'm not going to play when you're talking about Flynn. Look at, check it out. So what am I going to do? You'll find out what I'm going to do. I'm not going to say what I'm going to do, but I will tell you the whole thing turned out to be a scam and it turned out to be a disgrace to our country. And it was a takedown of a duly elected president. And these people suffered greatly. General Flynn. I mean, what they did to him. And even the FBI said, and they had some, and nobody bigger fan of the FBI than me at the level of the people that really matter. But the top of the FBI was scum. And what they did to General Flynn, and you know it, and everybody knows it, was a disgrace. He was in the service for over 30 years. He ends up being a general and respected. Respected. And almost his first day in office, they come in with papers. They want to investigate him. Never happened before. And now the tables are turned. Investigate the investigators, I guess. These were crooked people. These are bad people. These are very dangerous people. I 
love the rallies. If you haven't seen my video where I got to go to the rally and it was my favorite day of all my life. Don't, don't tell my husband that. <laughs> and by the way, I'll tell you about my husband. Um, anyway, I love rallies, but he is with these, with these daily press briefings, he is able to, to go out and speak because people want to know, maybe they wouldn't have heard about the rallies before, but this is where he's able to tell people are seeing him in action. It's the most amazing thing. And they're here because they want to know what's going on with the coronavirus. And they're, so they're, 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 they're tuned in and they're seeing the real deal because before, how would you get anyone to, to, you know, you're saying, don't listen to what they say about him, listen to him and they wouldn't do it. And you're just like, you know, feeling like you're going to scream. Right. And okay. But back, so a couple of people have said, well, what about Mr. Someone said, what about Mr. Melissa? So Mr. Mr. Um, I call him Mr. Wonderful. He is, it's funny because he keeps me calm. He keeps me happy. He keeps me able to do this, but he's not really someone who, <laughs> he's just not a chatty Kathy at all. He's just not. It's just funny how the Lord brought us together because he is the perfect man for me. He keeps me, um, yeah, calm. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm I might go spinning way out, <laughs> way out, and he's just so great for me. But I don't expect for him to come on here anyway. But yes, yeah, so let's see what else happened. Oh, I made this for Santa Surfing because they're doing a video compiling little short clips, and so I did one for our Freedom Force Battalion, and here it is. Thank you, President Trump from the Freedom Force Battalion. This is biblical. So anyway, so it's um because it's not necessarily just Q clips it's you know so hopefully she'll pick ours you know and, and we'll get on that video for him and he will know that we are representing him that we are out here we're the battalion and we're fighting and i know you guys are every day this is our this is the cheerleading squad you know we're in here getting pepped up and, and things to share and I, you know when i'm not able to come on when i'm not able to come on on youtube you know to go to freedom forcer okay this is my this is my my Twitter page, right? Freedom Forcer. So far, so good. I haven't been, you know, banned lately. And I will say on my YouTube videos, um, I keep getting, like my sister, hey Debbie, my sister was saying that she was trying and trying and trying to go on and look at the video and it would not come up. It was, she couldn't, she couldn't play it. So this is the way they game, they run game on us. So, you know, when, when a video first comes out, people are, get their notification sometimes. Okay. Or you might say, Oh, I'm going to go check on the channel. That's, that takes a, a harder thing for someone. You know, you're expecting your notification. It's harder to come for people to come back and, and check a video, but it's even harder still. If you, you get the, you know, you get the notification or you don't, whatever you go to the channel to check and then it won't work. What's the likelihood someone's going to come back? You know, it's just human nature. We're busy with this and that. Right. So th that's their little game. And they know that when a video is first put out is when it starts to really go uh, viral. And, and so they're really trying to clamp down like the other one we did uh, on the gold mountain. It went, it went not viral, but it went to, you know, 40,000 views, which is not you know typical. So we're, we're reaching the hundred monkeys effect, which I'm going to show you if you don't know what the hundred monkeys effect is. So, um, they're, they're, they're clamping it down at its, at its inception, at its birth, right? And so this is why, thank you so much for you guys sharing it and keeping it out there so that people, you know, will see it organically, okay? You know, and to be honest, I can't expect when we're literally at war with YouTube, 
right? We're at war with Twitter. The very people who, this is CIA operation. I am not shocking that they would try to, to tamp us down. So that's okay. So that's all the more reason that for us to just share all this organically. And you guys are, because we're just, we're really, really doing well. And I think people realize there's so much good news and they want to see how this is biblical. That's what this channel is about. We look at the Q posts, the current events and President Trump's tweet in the light of God's word. And I'm going to show you today some of these things uh, specifically about pizza. Okay. All right. So, and uh, before we get started, though, I'm going to show you this lady. I've, I've put several on our community page about this lady. Now, sometimes she's kind of like me, probably that we, we maybe go off on a, on a tangent somewhere and she does that. She's had a stroke. Uh, she was, they tried to poison her with arsenic. So she has a very hard time communicating. Some of the videos are better than others. This one was a really good one. She stayed right on point. And so she is the trustee for the gold in the world bank. She is the one who has the signing authority for this to be divvied out to all the nations so that all the nations can trade based upon gold and not on paper, on paper, right? But you know, the thing is, this is just a piece of paper, right? It's just a piece of paper thrown in the trash. Like the remember the day, like the Confederate money, they used it to, in their fireplace because their money was, it was, it was just a piece of paper. Okay. So because at first it was backed by gold and, and even when this has not been backed by gold, but it has been where people trust it and say, well, I, you know, I'm going to go, I'm going to give you this little piece of green paper and I'm going to expect that you're going to give me $20 worth of stuff. Right. So our thought process, our belief that this has value has kind of given it value. But when everybody goes, no, nope, this is just a piece of paper, and this is a, this is part, partially our slave paper that's keeping us them trading on gold when we're trading on trading on monopoly money, and when we've got enough critical mass has been reached for us to go, we're not going to play your little monopoly game where you're the banker and we get to we go to jail <laughs> or you know in prison because we're slaves. And uh, where it's, it's worthless. You work your whole life and you have nothing because they've just made your money worthless. Okay. So interestingly, the ones who fought the federal federal reserve are the ones whose pictures are on there. Andrew Jackson fought the federal reserve with his dying breath. So did, and then on the coin, you know, you've got coins with JFK on them. Um, I really haven't gone into research, if, you know, I'm sure that George Washington was, was new and was, was prevent, preventing them from being, you know, being able to mint our money. Um, who else is on there? Um, Benjamin Franklin. I've heard that he was a triple agent. So he was acting like, oh, I'm really for you guys. I'm going to trick America. But he really did a, a play. He's the one who in, did sign for us to be able to do, pay the war debt by 1871, but we didn't end up paying it. And so that's why we, they basically, you know, called the debt and said, okay, well then we're making all of you guys our slaves. We're, ta we're taking your, your, your constitution and we're going to change it into a corporation. Okay. So, so that, you know, so he's on one of the bills because they found out, they realized he was a triple agent. So all the bad guys in their mind got put on these fake money things. Okay. So who else? Um, and Lincoln. Okay. So you know, who's a good guy and a bad guy based upon that. So yeah, they were just putting their picture on there because they were saying, you fought against us? Well, we'll put your, your picture right on the front of it. Isn't that something? Anyway, but she is the trustee, and she's not going to release them until she knows the corruption is over. 
because she knows that the corruption will come right back. She's worked for the World Bank for all these years. I'm going to talk about it a little bit at the end because I want to make sure that um, it, you know, we're learning uh, about that. It's very important. And I would encourage you to go on these on the community page and and read and, and listen to these videos and really start to understand so that you can explain it to other people. That's that's the whole reason we come here to learn is to is to uh, to to be able to help others. All right, so this is the hundredth monkey effect. Okay, we'll talk about it. In the sand. The monkeys did not mind eating the sandy potatoes until a young monkey started washing potatoes in a nearby stream. Only 99 monkeys learned and became adapted to washing the potatoes to eat in six years' time. In autumn 1958, the day after the 100th monkey started washing the potatoes before eating, all the monkeys started washing the sweet potatoes. This phenomenon has been named the 100th monkey effect. Theoretically, as you reach a critical mass audience, you will have reached all the audience. Critical mass audience refers to the target audience of the brand. The process of speed media while... All right. So in a nutshell, <laughs> the, uh, you know, one person starts washing and then, you know, and then next thing you know, you've got, once you reach 100 monkeys, then everybody is washing their potatoes. Same thing with like the Q movement. We started out with just a few people and then we just got a few more and a few more and a few more. And all of a sudden now it's exploding. Okay. So we've reached that, that number, that critical mass where everybody jumps on the bandwagon. And I really do think that's a lot about what the 529 is up, the great awakening. As Q's told us since the beginning, he said there'll be a, a mass start awakening. Okay. So then it said something very, very strange. It's very strange. And I'm, you know, guessing this is, you know, you know this they, scientifically, they said that even the monkeys who were not even on that island began to do the same thing. Isn't that interesting? I'm going to have to pray on that and try to ask the Lord to under, help me to understand that and also to look at, look for Bible verses. If anybody thinks of a Bible verse that might tend toward that, let me know, put, put, put it in the comment below. And I'm trying so hard to keep up with the comments, but it's getting really hard because I've got so many comments. But, you know, it's spiritually, I can see that because as we pray, you know, God is able to do things that, that we, we, can, we can't convince anybody of anything, you know, because even if we could, then we, someone else could unconvince them. It's this, what we have to have is the spirit of God and that's what the great awakening is about. It's God pouring his spirit on all flesh so that everybody wakes up at the same time. This is, there's no way that this movement could happen except for the spirit of God. He told us this day would come. He would do this. He would pour out his spirit on all flesh. And that's what, that's what Pentecost is really about is celebrating that. Okay. That Jubilee, the Jubilee is 50 days after Passover where we've had our sins forgiven. We've had the, you know, and then, and then we have this, this Jubilee where the captives are set free and the debts are paid and, and there's just a, a, a restoration of all things. So somehow they say that this, that happened to those monkeys. So the way that God has made us is that somehow we are connected, even if we don't realize it. So that's why it's so important, especially in it. So that's why it's so important that we be on channels that are, are positive 
and hopeful and filled with faith and biblical because otherwise even you might be learning some 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 truth but a lot of it can be just really a drag right and 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 pull you down so anyway let's just continue to pray for good uh uh faith filled uh people who will really understand and 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 tell the truth in a way that is uplifting and helps people to rise and that those you know twitter people or youtube or whatever they're doing that you know that we all come in and, and get this truth out so the other thing is um i put on miss hudis she's got this this channel and so i was encouraging you guys to watch her you know and 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 be part of her um channel uh, and subscribe to her but they're trying to trying to shut her up clearly with the arsenic but they also slam her videos but if we again organically spread this and if i talk about it on my video again this just starts to permeate the society okay so i can i can see that because of a, how this would happen organically but it's a whole different thing when it's a spiritual thing where we're connected like in this matrix interesting interesting all right so that's what they call the hundredth monkey effect is when you hit this critical mass and that's what we are we're doing and that's why q had to start way back when so that we would start and start and start and start and start and then bubble up and just pow right a good explosion of truth and understanding okay so i was looking at this first and i should have said this on my update about the gold so i'm probably going to be more and more putting out information about the gold because this is something that's really really big and as i learn more about it um that I wonder if that harvest crop has been prepared and soon will be delivered to the public for mass for consumption. So I have been thinking of that as um, that this would be the, 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 the indictments and the crop. And I, that I'm sure it's true. I'm not, I'm not saying that's not true. Okay. I understand coming in corn and I understand all that, but it's also, there's this crop of this gold that is in a, it's in safekeeping thanks to Rizal and to, uh, and, and I was wrong. I looked like I was wrong about Rizal too. I'll have to tell you the end about the story of what happened with Rizal. But anyway, I'll tell you the end. But anyway, the, the harvest crop of this gold, so that it's going to be delivered to the public for consumption, delivered to each of the, of the nations. Like our president was saying that he's been having a gold conversation so that each nation is going to know how they are going to be able to, base their economy on this gold on their percentage of the gold so that they have a value and they can build wealth for their people and no more will these bad guys be taking their assets they will actually have assets um that will that will transfer to the people so that they can build their wealth so to like like this lady you know miss hines or whatever who uh, does to stop this corruption this is, this is the only way it can happen is biblical. <laughs> That's just the only way. All right. So this was on Lisa May Crowley's page. I'm like, what is this picture? Do y'all see that? Do y'all notice something really weird? This is basically a giant Asherah pole. So I'm going to tell you the story of Balaam. Okay. But remember I was telling you about Josiah. They were the good guys. Balaam was not a good guy, um, but they were tearing down these Asherah poles. This was a symbol symbolism for their Baal worship. Okay, and this it's a phallus symbol, a phallus. And so, look, do you notice what this is? This is right behind the White House, and it's just so giant. When, you, when you're flying into DC, you can you can't see anything else pretty much. You can't. It, I have a hard time identifying 
I can maybe if I get really close, then I can see the the capital. But you see this, you see this. It's just, and now that I know what it stands for, it's it's really obscene, and it needs to be torn down, and it's going to be eventually. But look at this giant eagle. It's not an eagle. Look at those look at those wings. Doesn't it look like a giant eagle coming to swoop down and just destroy that thing? Isn't that cool? I thought that was a great, great picture. Okay, so I'm going to show you what Mel Gibson said. I'm going to try to read this where it's hopefully where I, I'm going to skip a couple of words, but this is why he got banned from Hollywood. It's a den of parasites who feed on blood. Hollywood studios are drenched in the blood of innocent. According to Mel Gibson, who claims the consumption of this blood is so popular in Hollywood, it basically operates as currency. Hollywood elites, mostly Jewish by their own admission, are an enemy of mankind. Now, this is not true Jews. This is people who've just taken the name to use it, to hijack it, to use it for their own evil purposes. Okay? It's not the real deal. The, a lot of these are Esau, Edomites, Edomites, okay? And so they've played us, and we've got to understand that. We've got to really understand there's not everybody who says they are, are, okay? Very complicated. It's time for us to understand. And to be aware that this woman, I put this on here that, uh, where was it? There was a video. There was one that I put on here. Hang on. This one right here, she dropped a bomb on this one about four minutes in. And I'm just warning you, it's, it may be different from what you're saying, but basically it's the N-A-Z-I-S. This is, the, this is the, the wound that was healed. It's the same N-A-Z-I-S, okay? Because it's not really about communism or capitalism. It's about these ruthless worshipers of the evil one, okay? And these are these are you know, N-A-Z-I-S, okay? And so, yeah, she dropped an incredible bomb right there around four, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna talk about it, but if you wanna go and find out what it was, then, you know, go and listen to her thing. All right, so, all right, trying to keep my channel from getting slammed, but anyway, um, they're an enemy of mankind, continually acting contrary to our best interest and breaking every God-given taboo known to man, including sanctity of little ones. Mel Gibson said in London where he promoted his role in Daddy's Home to his most prominent on-screen role in years. This man is so courageous, so courageous to say this. You know, I'm nobody. I'm just trying to keep my channel up, okay? But he is, he has been, you know, he, but he does not care what any of these people think or, or say about him. It's an open secret in, in Hollywood. These people have their own religious and spiritual teachings and their own social and moral frameworks. They have their own sacred texts. They are sick, believe me, and they couldn't be more at odds with what America stands for. He appeared in the Graham Norton show on the BBC on Friday. and He schooled shocked guests about the real nature of Hollywood elites in the green room backstage after his appearance. He is, he's kind of doing like President Trump. We're getting, he's getting to the point where he's like, he's going, he's going for it. We got to, we, it's time to put the hammer down. Um, he spent the last 10 years working 
working on my own ideas outside the Hollywood system after being blacklisted by Hollywood in 2006 for sharing opinions about the industry and the world that run counter to liberal orthodoxy. Gibson said, I don't know how to break it to you gently. They're institutionalized PEDO. They are using and abusing. They churn through a huge number of kids yearly. Their spiritual beliefs, if you call them that, direct them to harvest. They feast on it. They thrive on it. What do I mean? This isn't about some kind of artistic abstraction. They harvest the children. They eat their they believe this gives them life. Can y'all read what I'm, what I'm reading here? If the child was suffering, they believe that gives them extra life force. He is calling it out. He is staying it right as it is. There is a creative and loving force inside most of us that guides us through life. These people don't have that. For them, it is the absolute opposite. According to Mel Gibson, who spent 30 years in and out of Hollywood system, this industry Elites thrive on pain, trauma, stress, abuse, and suffering. They're drenched in the blood of these. Let me make this a, bit, a little bit bigger so we can read it. He claims, look at this. He claims the consumption of this is so popular in Hollywood that it operates as its own currency. They're an enemy of mankind, continually acting contrary to our best interests and breaking every God-given taboo. Okay, I think I read that. It's an open secret. Let me see if there's anything else that was new. Yeah, I think that was, yeah, that was it. Oh, maybe this, yeah. Ugh, this is so awful, y'all. <sighs> um, for a long time, all the references to this in C-A-N-N-I-B-A-L-I-S-M were symbolic or elusive, but I, pers I was personally... Hang on, personally introduced to the practice in the early 2000s. I can talk about it now because these people, they're dead. The ones that he had, had, had you know, knew of were doing it. The blood of a, this is so awful. Y'all read it? S-E-X-U-A-L-L-Y, abused, I-N-F-A-N-T, is considered highly enriched, highly prized. The money changing hands, the favors, the kickbacks, you have no idea. These babies are a high-functioning currency all their own. Premium, high-grade caviar. But according to Gibson, this isn't a flavor of the month. It's perversion. They've grown bored of uh, these. They've grown bored of, of their standard sins. It's not enough to be, you know, whatever, name a sin. That's not enough. They've got to do something. They've got to push the envelope. This isn't new. If you do research, you'll find, you'll see it's all metaphysical, alchemical phenomenon. You can find it in the back in the scenes of all the dark history. I'm going to read some of that to you in the, right in a minute. It's a dark, multi-dimensional multi occult art used by secret societies in the last, secret societies in the last few hundred years for social programming and mind control. Okay. So, and this woman also goes into that, that there's, there's a lot of mind control. And when you talk with someone and they, they just can't hear what you say. There's a lot of, we've, we've gotten a mind control through this, this programming, through the TV, through the, through the media, through the social media, through all these things. There's, there's, they literally can't. And this is why we, we have to have the Lord help us, awaken us. When by mass start awakening, there has to be a, a movement of God 
on our society because otherwise we would just be mind numb robots right just going straight into their harvest okay and our children all right so yeah this is why if you didn't know it that is why they hate him so much and he is not uh shy about calling it out all right so that we know that this is the ancient um bail okay what they did back in the day all right so i'm gonna i'm gonna start in on the story of balaam if you haven't known about that that they also there's a story i want to tell also about it and i did a video on this i need to probably go find it it's on ezekiel and how he took it to them and they had this giant uh showdown and they thought they were so mind numbed at this point the regular people were they thought that this was great and it was great to do this and take their children and give these children it's it was you know crazy and then they had a, just a giant wake up and because the lord revealed himself in this in the, you know it's an amazing story but there's a, a they had a uh a, a, what do you call it <laughs> uh, what's the word the place where they did the the altar they had the altar and the bad guys had their altar well and they were supposed to have it you know god was supposed to their god was supposed to light it up well he didn't and the true and living God lit up the altar with the bull on it and just boom. And the people were like, wait a minute, he's the true and living God. And we've been following the wrong guy. Okay. The false, the false God. So he, and, and then at that point, like he met, he, he had them executed. I don't know. It was 5,000 prophets of Baal at that point. Obviously this was, that was actually, I didn't say, I didn't mean Ezekiel. I mean, Elijah, I'm sorry. Y'all know what I'm talking about. All right. So, but, but do you know the, what Balaam did? And then this is, yeah, I'm going to, but before we do, make sure you like and share. Okay. Check your bell right now. Okay. Make sure you like and you share. So don't forget. Cause I know I always forget <laughs> to, to remind you guys and we get so busy, you know, to looking at what we're doing and that we forget this, this is our housekeeping to keep, Keep this growing and keep everyone understanding that how this is biblical. Um, don't forget also about the book. This for new people here, I wrote a book to help understand everyone understand how this is biblical. That we are breaking into a thousand years of peace. The Bible said God told us in His Word that we would cast out these evil people who do this evil stuff, and that this day would come. And that's what this whole channel is about. That's my role in this thing. There's so many people who decode Q posts and do such a great job. This woman doing on the the gold. Another person doing on you know Lisa May Crowley doing this and Liz Crokin doing that. So many people doing so much great work. But my job, you know praying medic and on and on I could go but you know each one of us doing a job with nameless anonymous you know just all of us spreading this truth but the thing the Lord has put on my heart is to show this is biblical this is biblical this is how God promised and that this day has come we're not going to have any more tribulation the day of tribulation is over we're this is Armageddon we're destroying the beast and the false teachers like Balaam and we're going to have wealth and health and peace and restoration beyond our wildest dreams okay so that's what this this channel is about um and i also wrote i did created songs this is how it's helped me to understand and come to an awakening uh and, and put this together with the scripture because i've created 900 scripture songs and i have a bunch of them on these cds each cd has like 72 uh 70 between 72 and 99 scripture songs to help you Soak these this word in the word in uh, the word of God in your heart, so that you are able to connect these dots. It's so important to know the word and not just 
you know, kind of within fed pablum at, at church. And so for us, it's time for us to really dig in and understand. And that's what this channel is about is to help you do that as well as, you know, check this out. These are all at cost. They were like 15, but I'm getting, they're out there for five. Uh, it's like $5 shipping. I want to sing.net slash E com Z E C O M M Z. Um, I don't monetize the channel. I'm just trying to get the truth out. The book is like 99 cents. That's as cheap as I could put it out there. But if for free, you can go to my revelation playlist and you can, you can watch all the videos. I've got videos on a summary of revelation. I've got ones on chapter 11 and 12 and 13 and all throughout. Okay. So I've got tons of resources. I just noticed I've got over 300 videos and they're all, <laughs> basically telling what God's word says. All right. So let's jump right in. This is Balaam. Balaam was a prophet, but he was a, he was like that back in the old days, you know, we, what we call Patriot, P-A-Y-T-R-I-O-T. He was a P-R-O-F-I-T. <laughs> he was literally a prophet, <laughs> prophet. So this is quite the story. What is going on in this story? So basically he's I'll, I'll just tell you and then i'll read it to you he's been called by this moabite king to come over and to curse god's people and he's going he's going and this is what we've we've dealt with we have a lot of people who are who have taken the pulpit of god almighty who are in the church who've taken who are going doing it for money they're doing it for the profit and they're not doing it to be to stop the evil, and that's why the the the, the church. I'm sorry, I'm so sorry to tell y'all, but the church has been taken over, you know. And Mark Taylor talks a lot about it, you know, but because of the 501c3, they can't worship to have two masters. You know, I don't have anybody who's telling me what to say on here except the Lord, and that's you know, I don't I don't have you know. People have said, oh, we want you to, we want to support you, and we want to you know, we want to you know, help you do your ministry, whatever. I'm like, no thanks. I'm so I just can't because I don't I just I can't trust anybody, and I don't want to have I don't have to answer to anybody for anything that I say, except the Lord, and that's the only one I'm here to please. Okay, so if somebody doesn't like what I have to say, they can just turn off the channel. That's okay with me. Okay, so anyway, so. He was, he was going over here to tell this. Well, on the way, the donkey, his good little donkey, this is such a crazy story. The donkey stops in the middle of the way and the donkey will not move. You know how a donkey will just like stop and is not going to one more step. Well, he's beating the donkey. He's beating that poor donkey. And this is so wild. This is so wild. The, the Lord opens the mouth of the donkey. And the donkey's like, why are you beating me? Don't you see that angel in the right in front of us? <laughs> and at that point, oh, and so he's like, he's like, I'm not beating you because I'm, I'm beating you because you won't move. He's like, didn't you see the angel? He says, and all of a sudden the Lord opened his eyes and he could see the angel. And so the angel told, he says, you know, he, the angel knew where he was going. The Lord has known all these people who who not spoken his words, but they've spoken the words of the of their Masonic handlers. And so he's he's the angel said, you, you go ahead, you can go on over there, but I'm not going to let words come out of your mouth. The Lord said he was not going to let words come out of, out of Balaam's mouth that would curse God's people. How cool is that? And we need we need that. We need to pray 
that the, the pastors in this in this country would not would would do at least as well as Balaam, who would speak truth to not put the people in fear about the book of Revelation. That they would not, and I say that, well, do not let me speak one word if it's not from you. I want to speak your words only. And that's what we need pastors who will do that. And there, there's a thousand, I don't even know how many pastors. And they're, the real, here, let me just give you this hint. They, you go and you listen to them, just like maybe you would listen to the mainstream media. And they all sound fine. They sound fine. But will they say what Mel Gibson said? Will they call out this evil? Will they call, will they support President Trump? Will they support him? That's my litmus test right there. Do they support President Trump? Are they calling out that? Do they, do they, do they, do they hear from the spirit of God, from the Lord himself, what's going on in this day? Do they understand this is the great awakening? The honest truth is, I, I just got to be honest. If they don't, I can't listen to them because they clearly are, are brainwashed. The Bible talks about the blind leading the blind and they both fall in a pit. I cannot be reinfected by people who don't know what's going on. If they don't know what's going on, how can I, how can I believe that they're hearing from the Lord? I'm just calling it. I'm just, I'm just saying it, you know, and it's, for one reason or another, I don't know why. I don't know why, and I really don't care. I don't care. All I know is I cannot be infected by the media or by false teachers. And it may not be, it may not be, I'll give them a little, a couple of inches. It may not be their fault. They, I mean, they just may be not awake. They may be, they may be brainwashed themselves. Okay, that's fine. But that doesn't mean that I have to sit and listen to it and, and, and soak in that. It's a spiritual thing. Remember, we were talking about the hundredth monkey effect. There's something spiritual about us saying, I'm going to only listen to truth. I'm, I, I, you know, as much as I'm just going to plead with the Lord to guide me into all truth. All right, so this is what he did. Okay, so then Balaam means Lord of the people, foreigner, glutton. Okay, he was the son of Beor, who was a man of uh, rank among the Midianites. So yeah, so he was lording it over the people. And that's what the Lord clearly told the pastors. He, or, and it, uh, when they were setting up the churches, setting up the, the body, it wasn't supposed to be like churches where you go in and you sit down and you listen to someone. And that's what lording it over is like, you just, you do what I say and you believe what I say and you have to, you know, it's not, that's not what it's about. It's about us being a community and it's about um, just that that we that we that we learn from the spirit of God. That it's not where we're just sitting. In, he's not God. The person at the pulpit, you know, we we've kind of we've kind of made it an idol where we just listen to that person. We've got each one of y'all and me. We've got to listen. We've got to be quiet and still and listen to the Lord speak to us. Okay. And like, like when I, you know, wake up in the morning, I'm just like trying to be as still as I possibly can and just listen before there's a lot of other hubbub going on. And just so I can listen to him, what he would want me to, to understand and how he's putting things together in my heart and in my mind. It's a very important, very important to do. Just be still and listen. All right. So this, I'm going to read to you guys. Oh yeah, here it is. Here's the story in numbers. Um, so I'm going to read to you the story 
but back to the Moabites, this, this lady right here, this is the story of Ruth. And I posted this on my community page, the story of Ruth, full movie, biblical story. This one is really, really, uh, I like, I, I don't like a, a lot of movies necessarily, but this one I do like, and I'll show you a little clip though, of they were, they were sacrificing these precious children. They were, and her job supposedly, now this doesn't say this in the Bible, but she's from Moab. So she was clearly involved in this. You know, and she at, at one point she says, I've got to get out of here. I don't want to be part of this Moabite evil that was going on. And so her job in the in the movie is that she was helping to prepare the little girls to be sacrificed. Oh my goodness. All right, so here's this here's where it shows. Yeah. So she's about to be, yeah. And now you can't you, it doesn't show it. It doesn't show it, but it shows how Ruth has this turning point. This, you know, she just can't do it anymore because she understands this is, this is fake news. All right. So here we go. Then the people of Israel traveled to the plains of Moab and camped east of the Jordan across from Jericho. Balak, son of Zippor, the Moabite king, had seen everything the Israelites did to the Amorites. Okay. Because they stopped the evil. God's people always go and they purge evil where they go. Okay, unfortunately, we have not done that to this point, but now we are. Now we are. All you people that, that Mel Gibson was talking about, now we are. Corn for to be cut. Yay. And when the people of Moab saw how many Israelites there were, they were terrified. The king of Moab said to the elders of Midian, let me just back up. They would not hurt anybody if the people were not doing this evil. They're not just going in to kill people. They're trying to stop this evil, okay? The king of Moab said to the elders of Midian, this mob will devour everything in sight like an ox devours grass in the field. Okay, so he's kind of being fake news. He's like, yeah, they're mean. No, we're, they're just trying to stop evil, okay? So Balak, king of Moab, sent messengers to call Balaam, son of Beor, who was living in his native land of Pethor, Pethor, whatever, near the Euphrates River. And he said, "Last look, a vast horde of people has arrived from Egypt. They cover the face of the earth and are threatening me fake news. Come, please come and curse these people for me because they are too powerful for me. Then perhaps I'll be able to conquer them and drive them from the land. I know the blessings fall on any people you bless and curses fall on people you curse. So this guy is in the book. I think it's uh, the book of um, uh, Jasher. I believe it was, it was talking about this guy and so uh, uh, about Balaam. Anyway, so they, he, he is, he is a true prophet, but is he going to use his the this gift this wonderful gift that the lord has given to him for good or for evil we're gonna find out so he's going balak's messengers who were elders of moab and midian set out with the money to pay balaam to place a curse upon israel they went to balaam and delivered balak's message to him stay here overnight balaam said in the morning i will tell you what the lord had directed me to say so the officials from moab stayed there with balaam you know, you don't even need to ask the Lord about that. Okay, Lord, do you want me to go and curse God's people? I mean, come on, Balaam. He's looking for some kind of loophole that night, and he's acting all religious. Oh, I need to pray about it. Spare me, please. <laughs> that night, God came to Balaam and asked him, who are these men visiting you? Um, so it didn't. It's funny because 
<laughs> notice this. It doesn't look like Balaam really went to speak to the Lord about it. God came to him about it. Isn't that interesting? Balaam said, uh, Balak, son of Zippor, king of the king of Moab, has sent me the message. Look and fast forward. People have arrived in Egypt. They cover the face of the earth. Come curse them for me. Then perhaps I'll be able to stand up against them, up to them, and drive them from the land. But God told Balaam, do not go with them. You are not to curse these, these people because they have been blessed. So the morning came and Balaam got up and told Balak's officials, go home. The Lord will not let me go. I want to go and curse the people, but he says no. So the Moabite officials returned to King Balak and reported Balak refused to come with us. Then Balak tried again. This time he sent a larger number of more distinguished officials than those he had sent the first time. Then they went to Balaam and delivered this message. This is what Balak, the son of Zippor, says. Please don't let anything stop you from coming to help me. I will pay you very well and do whatever you you tell me just come and curse these people but Balaam responded to Balak's messengers even if Balak were to give me his palace filled with silver and gold I would be powerless to do anything against the will of the Lord my God but stay here one more night I'll see if the Lord has anything else to say then not that night God came to Balaam and said since these men have come to you get up and go with them but only do what I tell you to do so the next morning, Balaam got up and saddled his donkey and set off with the Moabite officials. But God was angry that Balaam was going. So he sent the angel of the Lord to stand in the road to block his way. Why is the Lord angry with him going? He said to go because he knows what's going on in Balaam's mind. He knows that he is already, he's got that money in his pocket. He's going to find some way. He's going to be like, well, maybe I could say this, and I could say that, and I can, I can have a cake and eat it too. I can please, you know, God won't be mad, and, and I can, you know, get this money from Balak. So as Balaam and the two servants were riding along, Balaam's donkey saw the angel of the Lord. The angel of the Lord. Now, many times in the Old Testament, when it talks about the angel of the Lord, it's actually talking about the pre-incarnate Christ. And by the way, this lady's also talking about this. There's just this, this spiritual thing because remember how I was saying that the, our forefathers, our ancestors, my grandmother, your grandparents, your friends who've gone to heaven before, they are cheering us on. They are in this battle with us. There's a spiritual thing that's going on right now to rescue humanity. This is, this is a huge spiritual, but we know already there's angels involved. And it's also our, our, the, 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 all these wonderful people who've gone ahead or who are in heaven or who are cheering this is from revelation no 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 i'm sorry hebrews i want to say 11 since we're surrounded by such a cloud of witnesses let us throw off everything that hinders what's this crowd of witnesses it's our forefathers who've gone to heaven anyway so anyway so back to the verse 23 balaam's donkey saw the angel of the lord which i believe is the pre-incarnate christ standing in the road with a drawn sword in his hand the donkey bolted off the road into a field, but Balaam beat it and turned it back onto the road. And then the angel of, of the Lord stood at a place where the road narrowed between two vineyard walls. When the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, it tried to squeeze by and it crushed Balaam's foot against the wall. So Balaam beat the donkey again. And then the angel of the Lord moved farther down the road and stood at a place too narrow for the donkey to get by at all. Not can't get by. This time, when the donkey saw the angel, it lay down under Balaam. In a fit of rage, Balaam beat the animal again with his staff, and the Lord gave the donkey the ability to speak. Anybody know this? Is, this is like, yeah, Democrats are donkeys, whatever. In this case, these are these are wise. Hopefully, we'll get some Democrat donkeys who will speak some sense. Wouldn't that be great? That'd be amazing. 
Then the Lord gave the donkey the ability to speak. What have I done to you that deserves you beating me three times? I'm a good little donkey. Please don't beat me. It asked Balaam. You have made me look like a fool. Yes. You do look like a fool. You sit here talking to a donkey. Balaam shouted, if I had a sword with you with me, I would kill you. This is what happens when we don't follow the Lord. We go crazy, become a fool, screaming at a donkey. But I'm the same donkey you've ridden all your life. The donkey answered, have I ever done anything like this before? Isn't that wild, you guys? I was thinking about that when the other day I was looking at little buddy, my little leader dog. I'm like, I wonder what he would say to me. You know, yeah, I can tell you stories about buddy. I know he loves mama. He's always like, he wants to come snuggle with mom. Um, have I ever done anything like this before? I've always been a good little pup. I've always been a good little donkey. No, if Balaam had to admit, he's been a good donkey. And then, the, so he says, there's gotta be a reason I'm doing this. The Lord opened Balaam's eyes and he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the road with a drawn sword in his hand. Balaam bowed his head and, ba and fell face down on the ground before him. This is his awakening moment, you guys. This is awakening to see the angel of the Lord, to see the Lord. This is what, this is really what this is about. This is biblical. This is what, what the Jubilee is about. It's for people to wake up and see this is the Lord rescuing humanity from these creeps, these Baal worshipers, these ones who've been destroying us, taking all of our money, make it enslaving humanity and, and hurt, you know, causing these pandemics and all the rest of it. Um, so the, the Lord opened his eyes. He fell face down. Baal fell face down onto the ground. Why did you beat your donkey those three times? He's a good little donkey. The angel of the Lord demanded, look, I have come to block your way because you are stubbornly resisting me. Three times the donkey saw me and shied away. Otherwise, I would certainly have killed you by now and spared the donkey. The donkey was looking out for you. That's where our family's going to realize we were looking out for you. Eventually, they're going to find this out, that we've been looking out for them. Our, our friends, they thought we were crazy, and, they're, and I, we're already having some of it. I hope you guys are having people go, you were right. You're trying to save me from these creeps. These people are bad. These people are evil. Then Balaam confessed to the angel of the Lord, I have sinned. I didn't realize you were staying in the road to block my way. I'll return home if you are against my going. But the angel of the Lord told Balaam, go with these men, but say only what I tell you to say. That's all I'm saying is go, but don't come. Don't sit in the back of your mind saying, I'm going to speak curses against God's people. Don't go with these men. Say only what I tell you to say. So Balaam went with Balak's officials. When King Balak heard that Balaam was on his way, he went out to meet him at the Moabite town in the Arnon River at the farthest border of his land. Didn't I send you with an urgent invitation? Why didn't you come right away? So Balak, Balak asked Balaam, didn't you believe me when I told you I would reward you richly? This is what the question is. Do the people who are, who have been given this amazing calling to be, to speak for God, speak his words, which is a huge, gigantic blessing. Are they more interested in the, in what people think? And am I getting a bunch of money or are they willing to speak God's, God's word? The honest truth is we've got a lot more Q followers who don't, maybe don't know the word of God. We have people like Mel Gibson who speak in the word of God, who's speaking the truth to power. This is what, you know, what, like the story of Elijah and, and he was, I'm going to tell you, Jezebel was after him 24-7. It is not an easy job. You know, my sister yesterday was just texting me. She says, Melissa, you've got to be careful 
you're crazy. <laughs> I'm like, I can't stop. I can't. I can't. So you just have to pray that I'll be safe. Anyway, so Balaam replied, look, now I've come, but I have no power to say whatever I want. I don't. I'm telling you right now, I do not have control of my mouth. That's what we need the pastors to do. I don't have control of my mouth. I will speak only God's words. I will speak only the message God puts in my mouth. Then Balaam accompanied Balak to Kirath Puzoth, where the king sacrificed cattle and sheep. I would imagine it's more than that. I think this has been sugar-coated. I'm thinking it's like the little lambs. Yeah, this was not, because Moabite people, they didn't really, they didn't sacrifice cattle and sheep. Oh, you know, it was, it was like in the movie I was showing you. He sent portions of the meat to Balaam and the officials who were with him. The next morning, Balak took Balaam up to Bamoth Baal. Hello? Hello? And we didn't get it when we're reading this in, the, in, you know, in our Sunday school class, SS class, SS class, at the NAZI class. From there, he could see some of the people of Israel spread out below him. Okay, so let's see what's going to happen next. Y'all ready? Then Balaam said to Balak, build seven altars here and prepare seven young bulls and seven rams for me to sacrifice. So he's saying, you know, do it God's way. They've already sacrificed their way. He's like, do it my, you know, God's way. Balak followed his instructions and the two of them sacrificed a young bull and a ram on each altar. Then Balak said to Balaam, Stand here by your burnt offerings, and I will go to see if the Lord will respond to me, and then I will tell you whatever he reveals to me. So Balaam went alone to the top of the bare hill, and, the, and God met him there. Balaam said to him, I have prepared seven altars, and I have sacrificed a young bull and a ram on each altar. The Lord gave Balaam a message for King Balak. He said, go back to Balak and give him this message. So Balaam returned and found the king standing beside his burnt offerings with all the officials of Moab. This was the message Balaam delivered. Balak summoned me to come from Aram. The king of Moab brought me from the eastern hills, which he had no business calling one of God's prophets. He had no business doing that. Anyway, he said, this is what you told me. Come, curse Jacob for me. Come and announce Israel's doom. But how can I curse those whom God has not cursed? How can I condemn those whom the Lord has not condemned? I see them from the clifftops. I watch them from the hills. I see my people who live by themselves set apart from the other nations. Who can count God, Jacob's descendants as numerous as the dust? Who can count even a fourth of Israel's people? Let me die like the righteous. Let my life end like theirs. He's blessing God's people. He says, these are the blessed of the Lord. These are the ones who God loves because they obey him. And just like I was just showing you, they could easily become, you know, proselytes and join with God's people. They could, they could repent and they could say, we don't want to do this evil stuff anymore. We want to repent just like Ruth. But would they do that? No. So King Balak demanded of Balaam, what have you done to me? I brought you here to curse my enemies. Instead, you have blessed them. And Balaam replied, I speak only the message that God, the Lord puts in my mouth. So now the second time, the King Balak told him, come with me to another place. There you will see another part of the nation of Israel, but not all of them. Curse at least that many. So Balak took Balaam to the plateau of Zophim in the Pisgah Peak. He built seven altars there and offered a young bull and a ram on each altar. And then Balaam said to the king, stand here by your burnt offerings while I go over there to meet the Lord. And the Lord said, met Balaam and gave him a message. He said, go back to Balaam and give him this message. So Balaam returned and found the king standing beside his burnt offerings with all the officials of Moab. What did the Lord say? Balak asked eagerly. This was the message Balaam answered. Rise up, Balak, and listen. 
Hear me, son of Zippor. God is not a man. He does not lie. He is not a human, so he does not change his mind. Has he ever spoken and failed to act? Has he ever promised and not carried it through? Listen, I received a command to bless. God has blessed, and I cannot reverse it. No misfortune is in his plan for Jacob. No trouble is in store for Israel. For the Lord their God is with them, for he has proclaimed their king. He brought God brought them out of Egypt. For them, he is as strong as a wild ox. I'm going to show you all that ox here in a minute, that wild bull, Taurus, as a wild bull. What's happening in the heavens right now is, this is kind of a prophecy of that, this wild bull. I'm going to show you. No curse can touch Jacob. No magic has any power against Israel. Now it will be said of Jacob, what wonders God has done for Israel. These people rise up like a lioness, like a majestic lion rousing itself. That's what we're doing, you guys. This is prophecy about us, that we are rising up like this, this giant lion, and we're coming and destroying these bad guys. We are the lions who are now going to be the ruling this jungle. They refuse to rest, y'all, until they feasted on prey, drinking the blood of the slaughtered. You guys want to slaughter the innocents? We're going to destroy, slaughter you. Remember the verse that I was reading to you guys about in Revelation? It says, come, eat the flesh of kings. This is what's happening. This is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. Do you, have you had any pastor in any church do this to tell you what I'm just reading, reading the word to you? Why not? Okay, I'm not going to get started on that. Balak said to Balaam, fine, but if you won't curse them, at least don't bless them. But Balaam, Balak replied, sorry, hang on, I need to get a drink of water. Didn't I tell you that I can only do what the Lord tells me? So now this is Balaam's third message. The king Balak said to Balaam, come and I will take you to one more place. Perhaps it will please God to let you curse them from there. You are so dumb, Balak. Balaam wants the money. He wants the money. But he can't. The Lord has made it where his, he cannot do it. This is what we need. We need where they can only speak. That's just, it's just a spiritual thing where that's all they can do. And it's, I don't, to be honest, I don't really want to hear God loves you right now and, and have a nice day. And, you know, God will help you with your finances and God will help you have a happy home. And I don't hear that right now. We're in the middle of Armageddon for crying out loud. We need, we need pastors who will say, charge, get in the battle, you guys. There's pedophiles out here. We got to get rid of them and cast them into the abyss. That's what the pastors need to be doing. Okay, I know I get excited. So Balak told Balaam at the top of the Mount Peor overlooking the wasteland, Balaam against, again told Balak, build me seven altars, build, put seven young bulls and seven rams for me to sacrifice. So Balak did as Balaam ordered and offered a young uh, bull and a ram on each altar. All right, so see what's going to happen the third time. So now Balaam realized the Lord was determined to bless Israel, so he did not resort to divination as before. Instead, he turned and looked out toward the wilderness where he saw the people of Israel camped tribe by tribe, tribe by tribe. Remember, I've talked about that we are the lost tribes of Israel all over the world. Imagine looking over the expanse of the entire world, and you've got all these tribes filling the world. Remember how he said, I'm saving Israel for last. We're going, it's not talking about the little nation of Israel. This is, that's, that's, that's misdirection. This is the, Israel has filled the earth. Israel has, is like the, like the dust of the earth, as it was saying. Israel has, many of us are, are Israel's progeny and we don't even know it. Didn't even know it. They would scatter us throughout the world. This is what God said he would do. 
And this is, so he's looking out and he sees this all over the world, tribe by tribe, you know, many in America from the tribe of Judah who would rule the world, you know, all over the world. And you can tell, I've got a video in my Lost Tribes of Israel playlist where you can tell by the, the, the heraldry, the flags, what tribe it is. Amazing. These flags, the Israelite flags went to Russia, all throughout Europe, you know, India, all around. Anyway, he saw the people of Israel tribe by tribe. Then the spirit of God came upon him and said, this is the message he delivered. This is the message of Balaam, son of Beor, the message of the man whose eyes see clearly, the message of one who hears the words of, the, of God, who sees a vision from Almighty, who bows down with eyes wide open. How beautiful are your tents, O Jacob. How lovely are your homes, O Israel. They spread before me like, a, like palm groves, like gardens by the riverside. They're like tall trees planted by the Lord, like cedars beside the waters. Water will flow from their buckets, their offspring have all they need. The, their king will be greater than Agag. Their kingdom will be exalted. God brought them out of Egypt for them as he is as strong as a wild ox. He devours all the nations that oppose him, breaking their bones in pieces, shooting them with arrows. Like a lion, Israel crouches and lies down like a lioness. Who dares arouse her? This is what we've done. We are aroused. We are, and we're taking it to them. This is what's happening, you guys, before our very eyes. Who, you guys were stupid. You were stupid. Blessed is, and we, when we found out what you were doing, you, it's, just, it's just bad. Blessed is everyone who blesses you, O Israel, and cursed is everyone who curses you. <gasps> King Balak flew in with rage against Balaam. He angrily clapped his hands and shouted, I called you to curse my enemies. Instead, you have blessed them three times. Now, I want to just tell you, that even Balak knew this was a spiritual thing. When he's putting this out into the atmosphere and he's you know, calling upon the Lord to curse God's enemies, he knew that was powerful. He knew that there's a, there's a, something spiritual takes effect when we pray. Now get out of here. Go home. I promise to reward you richly, but the Lord has kept you from your reward. Balaam told Balak, didn't, don't you remember when I told your messengers? I said, even if Balak were to give me his palace filled with silver and gold, I would be powerless to say, to do anything against the will of the Lord. I told you that I could say only what the Lord says. Now I'm returning to my own people. But first, let me tell you what the Israelites will do to your people in the future. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? This is the message Balaam delivered. This is the message of Balaam, son of Beor, the message of the man whose eyes see clearly, the message of the one who hears the words of God, who has knowledge from the Most High, who sees a vision from the Almighty God, who bows down with his eyes wide open. I see him, but not here and now. I perceive him, but far in the distant future. A star will rise from Jacob. A scepter will emerge from Israel. It will crush the heads of Moab's people, cracking the skulls of the people of Sheth. Edom will be taken over and Seir, its enemy, will be conquered while Israel march, uh, marches on in triumph. This was, is being fulfilled in our day. This is being fulfilled in our day. This star has risen from Jacob. The scepter is, is emerging from Israel. It is crushing the heads of the Moab people, the Baal worshipers, cracking the skulls. Edom. Remember I told you about these people who say that they're Jews, but they're really Edomites, Esau, from the tribe of Esau. And, and Seir, its enemy, will be conquered while Israel marches on in triumph. A ruler will rise in Jacob who will destroy the survivors of Ir. Then Balaam 
looked over toward the people of Amalek and delivered this message. Amalek was the greatest of nations, but its destiny is destruction. Then he looked over to the Kenites and delivered this message. Your home is secure. Your nest is set in the rocks, but the Kenites will be destroyed while Assyria takes you captive. Balaam concluded his message by saying, Alas, who can survive unless God has willed it? Ships will come from the coast of Cyprus. They will oppress Assyria and afflict Eber, but they too will be utterly destroyed. Then Balaam left and returned home, and Balak also went on his way. I just I find it interesting his name is Balaam. Like he tried to, he was, you know, wanted to, wanted to be a part of the, of this. He, you can tell he, he, the Lord stopped him, but he wanted, he wanted that cash. He wanted that money. This is our prayer that um, the pastors, the preachers, the teachers will wake up and do like Balaam, that they will only speak God's words, that they will understand what is going on. They will come out of their stupor. They will see the angel of the Lord and realize they are in danger because they have, have used his, his gift of being in his, in his house to teach and to preach and not done the job. Okay. Um, y'all know how I feel about that. I'm not going to go into that. Y'all know how I feel. This is uh, the, 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 the sign that the WHO had. This is where they're standing on. I didn't realize this. Did y'all know? There's, it's all the evil things that I was telling you about the other day. I didn't realize it was a child. They're standing on a child. This is, this is the ancient, you know, religion that they had. It's just, it's, it's so far from us, far from even imagining, right? All right. So um, the last thing I was going to tell you is back to Karen. Hang on real quick. Okay. Before I do that, this is Taurus in the sky. This is that wild ox that we were just reading about in, in the story of Balaam. And that is, okay, so it's very, very easy. In the western sky, just right when the sun goes down, go out and you will see these three, these three uh, stars and you will see that this is Orion. That's very easy to find, okay? You can use the sky, um, sky map app, sky view, sky view app. It's an online planetarium. You can like, literally put your phone up in the sky and it'll tell you, yes, that's Orion. Okay, so Taurus is right next to him. And you will see, if you've been watching, you'll see, remember we had Venus went right through the heart and that was when the, the children were rescued. Amazing. And so we know, and this is right during Passover. And now he's headed straight toward the tip right there of, his, of, of Taurus's um, horn. I bet it's on 5-5. Five five. I need to look back at it in Stellarium, S-T-E-L-L-A-R-I-U-M, and see the, that it is right there on 5-5 five five making a turn. You will see this. You do not need any telescope. You just need your eyeballs, and you can look right up in the heaven, hopefully a clear sky, and you will see Venus go and do a turn, and it's going to come back down and around and go up through like up his nose, right? It's going to be so cool. So you can see this for yourself. This is the rampage of the wild ox coming in to destroy these evildoers. There's no doubt we're in a war right now. Then we're, we're taking it to them to destroy them. It's a, the most amazing day. They've been waiting for this since Balaam, that this day would come. <laughs> this is it. This is the rampage of the wild ox. Isn't this so cool? All right, so then um, this is. This is Venus right there. This is on the 10th. It's already made its turn. So it's going right up to the, to the 
the horn. Like with a, with a wild ox, you do not want to get in the way of that horn, right? This is what's happening. And so you're going to see down here, the next one is on 7-7, right up 4th of July, you'll see that it, on the 4th of July, it enters that triangle. It enters the triangle on the 4th of July, and it goes right in between the eyes, right in there, early July. Isn't that cool? This is the rampage. So we'll be out of the rampage by, by then, of just dismantling. You know, we've been working so hard so long, and this is where it's just, boom, it's being dismantled. P, you know, all, all these pieces. Um, before we go on this, I wanted you to see, the president talked about whitehouse.gov slash opening America. This is where he's going through all the step-by-step -step guidelines for opening America. And of course, this is talking about COVID, but we know that he's working on opening us up financially where we're going to be on the gold standard and have our sovereignty. I mean, the, the, he doesn't go into this on this page, but we, we know that's what's happening. And also on irs.gov, coronavirus, get my payment get my payment. I'll put the link below, but you can basically type in irs.gov get my slash get my payment. And this is where you can check on the status of your, your economic impact payment. And I haven't heard they talk about, Oh, there's going to be a fourth payment. Well, I'm like, I haven't heard about the second one yet. So there's, you know, we're, we are getting money back from all this evil that has been done. And it's starting, it's the tables are turned and the, and the money's coming back our way now hot diggity so exciting this is happening this is happening it's so fun um okay so back to karen i wanted to tell you that so she was saying on this video and the other ones there's a hundred million tons a hundred million tons i want to make sure you guys knew that and it was resolved and i don't i don't have time to really go into a lot of it but he was the twin of queen victoria he was basically cast out and they, they said, okay, that no one even knew about him. So he was going and he was doing things on a, on the sly with them. And they had him take this money and he was in, in control of this gold because they didn't want the gold. They were kind of afraid if they had the, the this, this gold, then that could put them in a, in a dangerous situation. And they trusted that Rizal would put it in safekeeping. Well, it appears that maybe Rizal realized he didn't didn't want to be a part of them and he played them it, it that's what it looks like to me I'm still researching but it's not that's what it looks like that he did the twin brother of Queen Victoria and so yes he they melted it down she talks about this they melted down the gold and they've stamped it now as for the trust for the world the people of the world and then they go in she goes into that this was deposited in the World Bank Fernand, Fernand Marcos was the the one who was supposed to manage, uh, to, he was the trustee for this gold, okay? And so now she is the trustee and she's the one who can make sure it's divvied out fairly to each of the nations, okay? So whether it's gonna stay in these vaults or if it's gonna be melted down and made into like a, can you imagine like a like a dollar bill that's got like, like gold lined? So each of our bills actually has gold in it. Like, like jewelry. Maybe. I don't know. One step at a time. <laughs> it's a brave new world. We're going to one step at a time. But anyway, I would really encourage you to do that. And then she talked about the game theory. You know how Q's talked about game theory. And she says on the game theory, these fancy computer models, and they look at all the different, you know, like chess moves and how long it's going to take and, and, and what, what are all the different options and who's going to make a coalition with who and how. And she says it way back January of 2019, she was saying it was 90%. 90% that we were going to win. And so now she was just saying that it's a hundred percent. You know, no, she was saying it was over 90%, but basically we know Q has told us game over. And that's what he's talking about is 
because it's not, but she's saying we've got to get these corrupt people removed. And that's the same thing Q's been talking about. We've got to get these corrupt people removed and then we'll be able to have, then we'll be able to have the funds released. And I still am hoping that this is for May 29th. Either way, whether it happens on the Jubilee day of the, the Pentecost, the 1335th day, either way, we, we know it may not happen on that exact day, but the point is this is, we see this rolling out. We see it rolling out. And she said on her last video that she's done, we're in a transition. She can see that this is happening. And some people are like, well, she doesn't like Trump. It's not about whether she likes Trump or not. If she knows that this is being done fairly for the people, she's not going to be a pushover. She's not going to just sign something because, oh, Trump said. She wants to make absolutely sure. And I mean, the woman's been poisoned with arsenic and she's still fighting. She wants to make sure this is done for the people and not, she doesn't want to be played. Okay. She's, she's a tough, looks like a tough cookie. And she's talking about the, we're now at the point because of how hard we fought in the Q movement and so much that this, that people, you know, we've got, we've passed the 100th monkey effect where we've got people who understand that this is just a play dollar and that we need, we need assets that have value. Okay. And we have to be, be backed by gold. So I just wanted to tell you about that. I know I've, went too long but anyway um i've got still so many more things to tell you so i'll come back hopefully you know tomorrow i can come back so let's pray thank you again lord thank you we bless your name lord um that that you have blessed your people and that we look as far as the eye can see and your people are everywhere throughout the whole world and that we're going to remove this virus this evil plague and we're going to be set Thank you so much for our president. Thank you so much for these brave people, this wonderful uh, woman and, and, and Flynn and, and so many great patriots and that we're just so many of us that, that they can't, they can't stop us. We thank you for our battalion. We just pray for everybody in our battalion that we'll just continue to be strong and to fight wherever in the battle you want us to go. We really don't care, Lord. Just whatever you want us to do, you tell us, and we're, we're at your service. We, and we pray for all the pastors to wake up and to be your mouthpiece and not to be the mouthpiece of, of, of their, their handlers, of the Masonic teachers, that you will awaken them. Get, let them see your, you, Lord, standing there with a sharp, with a sword drawn, that they need to speak your words and not worry about what anybody says. And we pray for, for um, that you'll just do a miracle of an awakening. Lord, we pray that your spirit would be poured out so that everyone will have the courage and the understanding and, the, and just everything we need so that we can all fight together in this great day of battle. We, we just, we love you. We know this is going to happen. And we're just ready to see your kingdom come, your will being done on this earth as it is in heaven. We just, we love you. We're so glad you're the king of the world. We're so glad you've assumed your rule and you've begun to reign. We, it was just at the last minute, but you did it. We're so thankful. We're so thankful. We love you and we know you, you loved us first. We pray all these things in your great name, Jesus. Amen. All right, guys. I love you. Later.